Welcome everyone to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. Of course, as we record this episode, it's the tail end of August, which means two things. One, SummerSlam has done its annual disappointment. And two, the PWI Top 500 is out. And joining me for this week's show is Dan Peck, who charted on the PWI Top 500 at number 501. No, I'm actually Dan the Dad at number 500. <laughs> Do you actually, have you actually seen the full list? Uh, no, I have the top 25. I have looked at the top 25, and I know that number 500 is Dan the Dad. Dan the Dad, okay, who I'm not even familiar with. So His, his gimmick is he's a dad, and he won a title at some indie company, and he held it in a baby Bjorn because he's a dad. That's awesome. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, something else that's actually kind of funny, that I, Chris O'Mealy, posted on Twitter that, uh, basically asking who I knew personally that charted, because, like, I know Travis Huckabee and Tony Deppin made the list, and somebody responded and congratulated me for, apparently, making the list, as they thought I did. Uh, I did not chart on the PWI Top 500. Because I've never had a match. <laughs> so, I will not be charting on the PWI top Even if you did, you're probably... <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I would. I will never be on the PWI top 500 in any capacity. But that's fine. I don't need to be, nor do I want to be. I would just prefer to see my friends happy. And any one of them who makes it... I know that Hybrid Sean Carr and Brute Van Slyke and Jay Freddy have charted in the past. I don't know if they did this time around. But again, it's all based on your past accomplishments of that past year. And I'm not 100% sure what any of their big accomplishments have been. I know they've been steadily working, but I know, like... Well, who knows, but, but you know, if you weren't working for... One of three companies in the entire world you haven't worked in six months. That is also true, yes. <laughs> I mean, it is mostly WWE, New Japan, and AEW talent that are going to make it, and a decent amount of impact and stuff like that. One of the top 25, I believe, is an all-Japan or a Noah guy. That's awesome. I love stuff like that. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the PWI Top 500 on the show, but of course, as you know, the show is part of CKCC Radio, home of the number one podcast on CKCC Radio, which is ironic that it would be on that channel. And wow. that's my new show, The Nerd Table, with me and Eric. New episodes drop every Monday at 7 a.m. so you can kick off your week with us. On our upcoming episode, we're going to be interviewing a gentleman by the name of Nick, who is currently developing an RPG for release sometime in the future. And we're going to talk to him about this upcoming game. Dan, I know you're into RPGs, uh, not like hardcore RPG guy, but I know you like them. I know you dig them. Yeah. It might be something that's up your alley. I play the Dungeons and Dragons and I run Star Trek Adventures. Well, there you go. So uh, we're looking forward to that interview with him. And uh, we've been getting a lot of requests to tell more theme park stories. And I will tell my all-time favorite one on this show. So that's your that's your hype binge there of course real paranormal talk and ranking tracks are two podcasts by jeff trellowitz every other week you get one of those two shows as a new episode 
The last week was real paranormal talk. The Island of the Dolls was the subject, and that's creepy AF. Yep. Uh, another past episode of Jay Bunny's Music Hub finally went up. Jay was having some computer issues, but he did get me episode 18. So now there are 18 past episodes that you can listen to. Of course, this upcoming Tuesday, as we record this episode, will be the first Monday of September. Yes, this Tuesday. Next, next Tuesday is the first Monday. Exactly. I actually lost myself in a tr- horrible train of thought. It's not the first of the month. It's the first Monday of the month. So it wouldn't be until the 7th this month. It'll be the latest it could possibly be. I realized, I realized my horrible snafu there like halfway through my thought and then i just kind of was like well there's no way to save that because i don't edit this show so eh, screw it (laughs) not my first f up far from the last (laughs) Uh, i'll probably mess up at least five more times on this show alone of course the bored to death binge cast Jay, Chris, Zeke, Sam, and other assorted characters all binging them TV shows. I just saw this announcement on the Facebook. I'm going to pull it up real quick because I don't want to uh, get it wrong. But I believe they are doing... Yes, they are going to do a Bill and Ted theme show coming up. The freshest binge, they're going to do Bill and Ted 3. That should be fun. You have any plans to see the new Bill and Ted? I was thinking about doing like a marathon. You want, watch... know, you want to know something? Have you already seen it? I have not sat down and watched any Bill and Ted movies. I've probably seen almost all of the first one, but not sat down and watched <laughs> it beginning to end. And I've watched a good chunk of the second one, but not sat down and watched beginning to end. That was like the very first time I ever actually sat down and watched A Christmas Story. And I was just like, I know I have seen this movie. But I don't know if I've ever actually just sat down and watched this movie. So I went for and it. And it turns out you have seen the movie. Like, you, I times. had, exactly. Like, but you just never sat down and watched the whole darn thing. So, <laughs> yeah, that's it's one of those things. Like, how many times have you seen a movie on TV where, like, I don't, I probably saw Star Wars on TV when I was younger. Like, Five or six actual times before I sat down and watched it because we didn't own any of them on VHS. And then suddenly my mom was like, oh, hey, we have Star Wars on VHS. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to watch this. And I'm like, really? This is happening now? I thought this happened like way later in the movie because you, you have no concept of how things go in order. That's the same thing with Christmas Story. Like I always remember the famous scene of them sitting down to watch the snow. And I distinctly remember him like with his face in the toy store window, but I didn't realize that was two completely different parts of the movie. I thought those events happened together. That's just one of those things when you see something on TV all the time. Uh, Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman. New episode just got released. I actually just put this up the other day. Driding Double Dribble Double Header. Enjoy that. Talks about Indy 500 and Darlington. Good old Darlington. And, of course, the Stupid Sexy Podcast. We just completed our 20th episode. Bart versus Thanksgiving was the newest one. Because, you know, everybody's got to do a Thanksgiving episode at some time. And they probably never did one since then. Or if they had, it was really new and I don't remember it. I don't know. 
as we it go through one. next season and we're like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that was. <laughs> I can't. Be- yeah, no, season three has a Thanksgiving thing. And you're just like, really? I mean, I know they've done other Thanksgiving related stuff, but I don't think they've really dedicated an episode to the holiday. But it is what it is. Um, and of course, when the nerd table launched, I got thrown off track of my Chris Ranks the Universe research on the Taker matches, but I will be getting back into that, yeah, probably over the weekend. I got, I also have the three-day weekend coming up next week to look forward to, with Labor Day and all, so I might do some catch-up then. Some catsup. Catch-up? Catsup. <laughs> I'm in way over my head. Are you here to help me with my ketchup problem? So yeah, that's all uh, going on CKCC channel. But of course, we're here to talk about the wrestling. Well, at least I'm pretty sure that's what our uh, our goal is here, right? Is to talk about the wrestling. Yeah, well, that's the main thing, I suppose. All right. What was the fir- the opening match of the same episode of Impact we talked about last week? The one, the uh, the actual debut episode of Impact, which is not June fourth, two thousand four. Which is not the TNA show I want to review for the VIP show. That's the actual first TNA show, just because the first act had the oh uh, the first weekly pay per view thing because yeah. it had the because it had the flying Elvises and which the mid- by the way is free on YouTube. You can watch that, and you can watch this out actual. First episode of Impact ever, uh, completely uh, for free on YouTube as well. There you go. And it's legit. It's from it's Impact Wrestling's Twitch uh, YouTube channel. So the first match on the first episode of Impact, Team International of Amazing Red, Sanjay Dutt, and Hector Garza. Remember Hector Garza? And guy got busted for for uh, being on the gas. Yeah. And was kicked back into Mexico, and he was like, "It's legal in Mexico." And then he died a few years later. Isn't that fun? And they faced Team Canada, which was Petey Williams, Bobby Roo, and Eric Young. Have you heard of those guys? I know those guys. Two of those guys still work for Impact. Well, two of those guys currently (laughs) rework for Impact. Probably would have better careers if they worked for... And two of those guys currently work for WWE. One behind the scenes, though, so... Yes. Here's my question... Has Pete? I know Petey Williams went into retirement, but didn't he come back out to do something recently? He came back in the in the last year, yeah. That's right. He's yeah, because he's back at Impact, right? Yeah. He's the one. All right, so like, I'll I'll say this about Petey Williams. I love the Canadian Destroyer as a cool looking move. It's a terrible move because it makes absolutely no sense psychologically. However, I can't stand how many indie guys try to duplicate it and hurt each hurt somebody or themselves doing it. If you can't do it properly, don't do it. And that's something I always gave John a lot of credit for because I remember one of the cruiserweight guys, and I won't say his name to bury him. I doubt he listens to the show anyway. But, like, I remember he went up to John. He's like, hey, so I'm practicing the Canadian Destroyer. Want to do it in our match tonight? And John's like, No. He's like, I'm not going to take that. John was also like two times bigger than this kid, too. So it really it's wouldn't one have of made those sense. That is really cool and pops a crowd. And then all these other guys realized how not difficult it actually was. 
And then everyone starts trying to do it. Yeah. It was like when the Unprettier became the thing, and there was like that indie show where everybody did an Unprettier during the match, and it's just like, can you guys just stop? Just please, just stop what you're doing. But Petey Williams is still... Well, I mean, he's 39. He's actually younger than I thought he was. I thought he actually had hit his 40s. But he actually just turned 39, so... Uh, two days ago, actually, as we record this, he actually just turned 39. So, there, so there you go. But yeah, man. Good for him. All right, what do you got for trivia this week, Dan? Well, this one is uh, one because I was watching a stream yesterday, and they were looking. So this this was a stream I was watching yesterday. They were looking at that document of WCW contracts that were valid when WWE bought them. Mm-hmm. And you were seeing like how people that you've never seen on television were making a million dollars a year and stuff like that. So you're going through some of those guys and watching some of their matches. Well, that one of the people that was this, that was talked about on that stream last night I watched is the uh, focus of this question, and it is this Russell Crap inductee has a victory over Dave Taylor on an episode of WCW Worldwide. Oh, God. One of his few wins in his entire career. <laughs> All right, so my question is, this is, I don't I don't know the answer, but I'll ask, I'll ask a question to give a hint. Are they inducted because of their gimmick, or are they inducted because of them being shite? I'm pretty sure it's a gimmick. Okay. Because the guy's name is just a gimmick name. That's just his gimmick is his gimmick name. Oh my god, was it the Kiss Demon? No. No, I'm pretty sure the Kiss Demon won quite often. I think he had to. That's where they did all that bullshit. Yeah. Well, here are some things that actually were not bullshit. Uh, NXT TakeOver. Triple X. Starring Vin Diesel. Oh, yes. Or... Ice Cube, <laughs> and then Vin Diesel again. <laughs> <laughs> or that, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a good show. And I still think NXT has the better solution than the Thunderdome because the actual people being there, whether or not they're trainees or whoever they are, it's that better was to have the only them. thing that drove me nuts because they started doing, like, the chance. And it's like, oh, nothing like 10 people being paid to say a fight forever chant, saying a fight forever chant. Yeah, pretty much. I actually <laughs> wish they would drop that stuff and just, like, I wish they could just, because I still have the ability to do this. I can go to a show as a fan and lose myself in the action and go into full mark mode. That's never truly been, like, driven out of me. I choose not to. Like, when I went to WrestleMania... With Joe, I didn't go into mark mode because I didn't need to. But, like, when I was at the Royal Rumble in the front row, I was in mark mode. And I did not apologize for it. So, I wish they would kind of do that. But, like... I was like, because they were beating on the glass like it was a hockey game and stuff, too. But that's 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 genuine noise. I prefer that to the piped-in crowd noise with the Thunderdome oh. stuff, which... And... New Japan started doing it this week, and yeah. it, just sounds, it sounds it's not it's not even, so it doesn't sound good. First of all, second of all, it's a Japanese crowd; they just get loud at high spots. 
which they still do. They're just not yelling. They're just clapping now. Right? And yeah. it's, still, it's still fine. It just, it was weird. Yeah, I'm not, not crazy about it, but, you know, it's also not my decision to make. But uh, the triple threat tag team on the pre-show was pretty good. It was... It was actually on the pre-show. I remember their pre-show is only a half hour. Yeah, they actually put it on the pre-show, but it was uh, Joaquin Wilde, Raul Mendoza, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch, and the winners ended up being Breezango. And this is Tyler Breeze's first championship title belt. Jeez. Which is really crazy when you think about it, because he has been there since, I think, what did I read? 06 or something insane? Like, he's just been there forever? Oh, I don't know. All I know is that, like, I know he was around. I was, I mean, I watched, I remember, remember on this show, before NXT was on the network for about seven, eight months, I was covering NXT. Yes. Uh, and I was telling you guys what was happening on NXT. You're like, you're like this is Bailey. Her gimmick is she's a mark. Yeah, I, I literally had to break down gimmicks um, because no, because hardly anybody could watch NXT back then. Yeah, and you were um, like, this is Tyler Breeze, and his gimmick is that he takes selfies of himself. And he's, a, he's like a model. Yeah, he's like know. a male model thing, yeah. yeah he's I been know. with WWE since 2010. Anyway, so I was That's like, still crazy. Tyler Breeze is one of the good ones. And then at the end of that first takeover, remember he came out and he did like in the post show, he had this fucking awesome promo. Yeah, it was so good. And then he was never champ. <laughs> never. And then they called him up and he was a joke. And then they teamed him up with with Fandango, who was a complete joke by that point, and they were doing great shit, but they weren't going anywhere. They were just having videos backstage. Dude, so he it's good has, to see them be tag team champions now. In he NXT. has no championships in his career. He was the Prairie Wrestling Alliance tag team champion one time with Dan Myers. He was FCW Florida tag team champion one time with Liaki, a.k.a. Roman Reigns. And he did win the FCW Florida Heavyweight Championship once, other than that, he's NXT Tag Team Championship one time. So all uh, that stuff is before NXT. Before even is... NXT. The yeah. dude just never had titles. I'm really glad for him. He's a, he's a hell of a workhorse, and he supposedly he is the complete opposite of his gimmick. He is apparently the nicest, friendliest person. Uh, and he streams. He started a Twitch channel with, along with uh, Sean Spears. And Baron Corbin. It's called The Sweets with a Z at the end. And Sweets. they do streams. Spears, uh, yeah, Spears and Breeze run a wrestling school called Flatbacks Wrestling in Apopka, Florida. That wouldn't be a bad place to learn. Plus, you have two connections right there. That's a con one connection each to the major American promotions right now. Yeah. I would take, I would take that. So, yeah, no, I, I really liked the opening match and the fact that they actually became tag team champions as a result is uh, is really, really cool. And, honestly, good for them. I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, I really loved the Finn Balor-Timothy Thatcher match. It was just a showcase for Thatcher, even though Balor did go over. I think Thatcher needs something to make him stand out. Right now, he just he doesn't have... There's nothing got, signature. There's nothing signature about him. Right? He's got the work, right? He needs a. Uh, he needs to get a, a bit of a personality going, but he's got he the workmanship. Something down. with his gear, like anything. Like I'm talking about anything. A catchphrase, 
a little bit of color to his gear, anything really. Yeah. It's yeah, just agree. like wrestler R wrestler, and that's just like that makes you look like a job guy in the eighties. Like um, even Benoit, when everyone was like, he's boring and he wrestles boring, and he was like, yeah, well, at least he's wearing some nice colors and he has like the claw marks and shit, right? Like even if people don't like him or anything like that and underestimate him for all that, at least you can say he has good looking gear and it makes him stand out. That's true. Gear can help you stand out. Well, speaking of standing out, Bronson Reed was in this next ladder match wearing Bam Bam Bigelow inspired gear. With... Yeah, Damian Priest came out with hat. He would, I think he did a razor entrance, but he was wearing Shawn Michaels gear. Yeah, Cameron Grimes has the old uh, the old cowboy gimmick going on, and it fits him really well. And then, of course, Johnny Gargano and Velveteen Dream don't need any introduction because they've been around for a while. He was going to take the North American title to the moon, baby! <laughs> I really wanted one of the the newer guys to win the North American Championship. I th- think I was kind of pulling for this to be a Bronson Reed showcase, but I am glad they went with Damian Priest because I do really like him. I, I think was pulling he... for Cameron Grimes because he is a he's from Burlington, which is near where I used to live when I wasn't down here. Further into towards the city, that's the old Trevor Lee. And uh, I was pulling for him, but I, I was I was hoping one of the three newer guys and Damian Priest wins, winner of the Vin Diesel Soundalike contest. <laughs> Plus, uh, Johnny Gargano is uh, he's he was there to be the workhorse and spot guy, and he pulled that off really well. And then, of course, Velveteen Dream with the whole fire Velveteen Dream thing going on. And like again, he takes, he takes the big fake, the big gimmicked bump that was yeah. so fake, fake and gimmicked. They didn't show it properly because they knew how bad it was. Because they knew it was terrible. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, other than that, really good ladder match. Good, good, exciting spots, and everybody got to showcase. Um, the next match was above and beyond the biggest surprise of the night. Not that I thought it would be bad because I didn't think it would be bad. But it still exceeded my expectations, and I think everybody's in agreement there. And that was exceeded expectations so much. It's my pick for match of the night. There you go, Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee, and Adam Cole turned super babyface in this match with the way Pat yeah. McAfee was working because he was working McAfee like a heel right away, acting yeah. like a heel. Yeah, he played his part, and the right person went over because it would have made no sense for Pat McAfee to go over. And the whole story was. You did your homework, you did a great job, but I'm still better than you because this is still my world, which is what Adam Cole basically tweeted afterwards. And that was the right way to do it, and I freaking loved it. I absolutely loved it. And you put him away with the Panama Sunrise. It was, yeah, it was really good. And he was still claiming three days later, and, and I mean, like, technically four days later. Like, on Wednesday, he was still saying that he was feeling sore but he's an athlete and he's and went healing sore feels good to him because that's because he played football and stuff even though he was like a kicker and stuff you still get hit and you still parts you still hurt after the competition well wasn't that the whole thing was like my kick is gonna kill you but then adam cole was like my kick is better and he kicked him (laughs) so well remember he did the, the the one spot where he was gonna kick his head off but he moved so he kicked the steps instead yeah. Like, that's some good shit. Also, 
there's the part where they get into like the big scrum and then Pat disappears. You don't even, this was great. This is well shot too. They get the big scrum between the, the guy, the Pat McAfee's friends and, and uh, Cole's friends. And Pat disappears. He jumps up on the top rope and swatons on everybody. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, he definitely, um, but I mean, we all knew he was going to put his, the work into it. I just didn't. And then we did a flat jump to the top rope for the superplex, like after they've been working for over ten minutes. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, he did a great job. Take nothing away from him. And again, the right person went over because he did not need to win here. Actually, the way they built this up, he needed to lose. So they did it. They did everything correct. Um, I wasn't really that into the Eoshirai Dakota Kai match. I think it was good, but at I don't think it really stood out to me. Well, I mean, there was the early, like, handspring, and she didn't land right. And so Io was kind of messed up for a couple minutes there. Yeah. Because uh, I think was... the idea was she was going to go for that move, and, and Dakota was going to move, but she just didn't land right on the on that. And then it was kind of messed up for a bit, and then they had to recatch up, and then just kind of ideas and plans had to get changed, and then but... Io wins anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. Not not a not a standout women's match, but not a bad match. No, uh, but more important, they were going to do a post match beatdown, and Rhea Ripley shows up. Yeah, stops it, and then the big girls start looking at each other, her and Raquel, and it's like big girls slapping meat. Yeah, but she powdered out and and left. So, uh, and then what was probably the worst match of the night. Although it still wasn't a bad match, it was just kind of an off match. Uh, I don't... And then we think we learned why it was off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really think Karrion Cross and Keith Lee had good chemistry anyway. But after that freaking shoulder spot, when we found out he completely dislocated it, and it's actually a career-threatening injury, uh, the match at that point was just kind of two guys doing what they could to get through it. They worked their asses off. You could tell it was off, but you couldn't tell Cross was hurt. So I'll at least give him credit there. Uh, Karrion Cross does become the NXT champion, but of course relinquishes it because of the shoulder injury. So it's basically a Ciampa situation. And of course he was going to win anyway because Keith Lee was getting called up, which he did. And my God, the freaking fans. I can't believe they buried Keith Lee. Every time somebody loses, that's what the argument always is. It's they buried him. They buried him. I'm so sick of that being a retort from fans when somebody loses that they got buried. No, burying Keith Lee would have been Karrion Cross eating him alive and Keith Lee just going back down the card. Not a competitive match where Karrion Cross wins with fuckery and Keith Lee goes up to the main roster. So, but again, I don't have... I, after the Sonya Deville thing, I don't have a lot of tolerance for wrestling. Well, I have, I've been losing tolerance for wrestling fans for a while. And this is just one of those things. But I am really excited for that Super Tuesday match coming up because we're getting a four-way Iron Man between Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa to crown the new NXT champion. And that has Match of the Year written all over it. I will 100% be watching that. Why is NXT on Tuesday next week? Um, since I don't watch it regularly, I don't 
know the answer. I'm sure. And it's just a one-time thing. It's just like a one-time special, right? Yeah, I think so. You're not moving. Whatever, whatever the Super Tuesday thing is. Yeah, it's going up against Impact. That's that's a thing. But oh, there's gonna be no question over who who wins. Yeah, yeah. Who wins that battle? Oh, USA Network has the NHL playoff game on Wednesday at during that time. That's right, because that's why uh, that's why Dynamite got preempted and actually went up against Takeover. Which but, I heard that episode of Dynamite was very, very good. I heard that too until I heard that their counter attack to the four way Iron Man is Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho with a pool of mimosas. So it'll just be one of those. Jericho's just going to end up in the middle. Well, I mean, they're not going head to head next week, anyway. So. Yeah. So I guess they weren't really trying there. But yeah, Brody Lee won the T- TNT title on Saturday. Saturday so that he did, good. yes. So I did watch SummerSlam. I'll give you a quick rundown. It was. I did not. It was disappointing. Not bad. Disappointing. Nothing special. You know what I mean by that. Uh, Apollo Crews retained the U.S. title against MVP in a match. Bailey and Asuka had a match. Of course, Sasha assisted with the retention, which is why later when Asuka beat Sasha for the title, Sasha was glaring down Bailey for not helping her out in return. So that's... They did the opposite of what I said they would do. <laughs> yeah, but it's also... To I literally continue... swapped the two people. That person. But it's also continuing the Sasha never retains her title storyline that's apparently still going on. So, Man, neither... that's like a five-year story at this point almost. Neither match was bad, but nothing to write home about. Uh, the t- Raw Tag Team title, Street Profits, and Andrade and Angel Garza was just a spot fest. The uh, Mandy Rose-Sonya Deville match really wasn't that anything to write home about. We all knew Sonya was gonna lose because she's gonna take some serious time off which she needs uh dominic mysterio did much better in his match than i was expecting but because it was a street fight there was just too much fuckery and it took way too long they could have easily they could have actually shaved about i would actually say about seven eight minutes off of this and it made it better it just went on too long, just for Seth Rollins to win anyway. Isn't there a plan on calling him Prince Mysterio? Something like that. Drew and Orton was actually pretty decent, which I'm not surprised about. Drew retained. And then The Fiend defeated Braun Strowman in a false Count Anywhere match for the Universal Championship, which was a pretty big cluster. And again, it was only 12 minutes, but it felt like it went on way too long. But it was really cool to see the fiend win the belt again. So yeah, so Takeover, of course, was the the much better show. Absolutely, not no contest about that. And I think the Triple X MVP is Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Might even make that the title of the episode. So yeah, we got the full Sonya Deville story this week, and it was even more terrifying than you could imagine. Like, I was, like, reading most of it, and I was like, that's what I figured, that's what I figured, that's what I figured, that's what I figured. And then it came to, he's been threatening almost everybody in her entire family, and I was like, okay, that's a bit further than I expected. 
Yeah, and apparently now other people are sticking up for him and trying to make threats too, because that's what fans do now. So, yeah, we're that's what the internet does. It's a full, it's a full freaking thing. But uh, uh, Renee Young did confirm SummerSlam was her last date, so I guess we'll see her in AEW pretty soon. And let's talk about this Thunderdome. It has been hijacked like crazy, and. It needs to stop. And by stop, I mean not the people being assholes, which should stop, but the Thunderdome needs to stop now. They, uh, and the thing is, is like other, uh, so the NBA, so I got, Pat McAfee was official, like, uh, for some, I think it was some company, like, actually paid for Pat McAfee to be on during, a, during an NBA game this week. And okay. he got booted because he took his shirt off. Like, within 10 seconds of him taking his shirt off, he was gone. Which tells me everyone's doing a better job screening who's on screen than the WWE. Because Benoit didn't show up just once. He showed up multiple times. Yeah, we're talking people put pictures of Benoit. People put KKK people on there. Apparently somebody posted, was playing one of the beheading videos. Like, and of course, during Mandy and Sonya, somebody put a picture of the guy. Like, and we're talking front, people are getting front row seats and front row spots and doing this. Just stuff. being assholes. Which is going to ruin it for the people who actually want to participate in it, so. But, eh. Whatever. It needs to stop. Just, just stop. But, this is actually pretty cool. NXT UK is returning. Yeah, there's a video during TakeOver, and I was like, and me and my like, guys in my Supercar team are like, so they got rid of all the rapists and they now have eight people? Like, what are they doing? I'm like, I think they're recalling a lot of regular NXT people. Yeah, I think they're going to they're gonna make it work. I think that's why Imperium dropped the belts, because they're going to need them back there. Because yeah. they need some bodies. Because, well, they're only going to be able to get certain people, because Americans aren't allowed out of the country. Yeah. So, they can only get certain people. Uh, of course, the uh, unfortunate news this week... Actually, I believe it was just yesterday as we record this, but Bullet Barb Armstrong actually passed away, which is, of course, sad, but he did get to lead a full life. I legit thought he died five years ago. Well, Bullet Bob Brown's been dead for a while, but yeah. I've only known of Bullet Bob Brown's existence for about six months that he ever existed, so... Uh, Shaq has re-signed with TNT, and he wants to fight Cody. Some cross-brand stuff, I guess. People are like, like, why? And then people are like, don't you know Shaq has, like, done stuff for almost 30 years, right? Like, as soon as his career started in the NBA, he was uh, doing stuff, pretty much. He was doing stuff with WCW. He was doing stuff with WWE. He's done stuff for pretty much everybody during this whole time. He, he was actually, in the Andre one year. <laughs> and he's a cool guy, from what I understand. Yeah. So, yeah. That'll be... It'll be good. Because most of the stuff Cody does is pretty good. All right. Uh, before we get to the PWI list, Dan, why don't you tell us what's happening across the pond? The other pond, that is. All in the right. land of the rising sun. Well, everybody, it is... Uh, summer struggle comes to a head... For the actual Summer Struggle show tonight, 
So, you know, at like, you know, two in the morning or whatever. Uh, Bell is at 1700 hours Tokyo time. So, 5 p.m. Tokyo time? That's going to be like 1 a.m. Or something, or 2, like we're at 2 a.m. Anyway, big show. Now, is that it's watchable at... for you, though? That's the question. What is. Or is that like. 5 p.m. Tokyo is that... time. Is that Tokyo is that really pushing it for you? <laughs> Time. 5 p.m. Their time is 4. What? I guess. All right. 5 p.m. Uh, that would be 4.30 a.m. Damn. So. so, no, that's not doable. Because anyway, uh, you're so, not up, you're not up that late, and you're not up that early either. Nope. Well, when I was in high school, holy shit! Uh, so it's the big summer struggle show. It's at Jingu, the baseball stadium. Yes, it's the first show there in a very very long time. Uh, the card has all the things. We've got special match: Kanemaru, Master Wado. We've got the King of Pro Wrestling four-way final. Talk about that in a second. Never open weight, Takagi defends against Suzuki. we got a junior heavyweight title. Hiromu defends against Ishimori. Tag titles. Ibushi and Tanahashi get that shot back at the Dangerous Techers. And for the heavyweight and intercontinental championship, Naito versus Evil for both belts. Now, KLPW, last week I talked about it. It was, they picked eight guys and they're doing like a tournament where they get to pick different gimmicks and stuff they wanted for their matches. And here's what happened with those on Wednesday, it was. Wednesday? Wednesday, it was. Wednesday. So Kojima and El Desperado fought in a no-finisher match. These were, again, each guy picked one, and then the fans got to vote. So I think El Desperado wanted a finishers-only match or whatever, which I guess meant you could only ever hit your finisher, or or you can only win with your finisher. Like, if you hit your finisher, you automatically win. But the winner of they picked, the fans picked no finishers, and Kojima and Desperado fought, fought, fought for a while. And then at one point, Desperado just kept hitting Kojima with clotheslines. And then Desperado runs at him again, and Kojima just has enough and clotheslines him. And fucking <laughs> it's DQ'd. Because his finisher is the Kojima Lariat. Next match was Toroyano and Bushi. And Toroyano wanted two count pinfalls. And Bushi wanted five count countouts. <laughs> so he said Toroyano couldn't do his crap or whatever, you know? And the winner, the fans picked the two-count pinfall, and Yano and Bushi got up to shit. Bushi uh, ties him up, ties Yano up with the tape and stuff, but Yano gets back in the ring and he catches him in a pin. I think he reverses a pin combo into a pin combo of his own. I really like that stipulation, though. Like, And, like, purposely doing, hey, I want to, like, two-count win so I can just win in two seconds. Like, I try to do all the time. And the other guy's like, no, enough of your bullshit. How about only five... How about only five count on the outside? Like, gee, that's so great. Next match was Show and Sonata. They both picked the submission match, so the fans didn't get to vote. 
because they both said submissions only. And Sonata wins that match just under 20 minutes. Uh, but he wins with a figure four instead of the Kolchkov. Uh, and the main event on Wednesday was Okada versus Ta- Yujiro Takahashi. And uh, Yujiro wanted something. I don't even remember what Yujiro wanted. But Okada wanted a one-on-three handicap match. Where Takahashi got to pick his opponent, his teammates. And they fucking gave it to him. The fans said, yeah, Okada versus Takahashi, two people he picked. He picks Gato and Jado. And Okada eventually just makes Gato tap out into the Cobra Clutch and wins. Nice. Gato got to beat those asses. So, the <laughs> final is, I think it's only the second match on the show. And it's a four-way, final four-way, finals four-way, King of Pro Wrestling 2020, no time limit. Yano, Okada, Desperado, Sonata. And again, this is the thing with no belt. I think there's like a, a trophy you get or whatever at the end of the year. It's whoever has it at the end of the year gets like the trophy and stuff. It's an interesting thing. It sounds like fun, actually. Like maybe like if they're in the they're in the um, G1, maybe they're like defending it the entire time through the G1 climax or something. It'd be an interesting thing to do. So yeah, that's a big big show tonight. At four in the morning. Tonight, like we'll be sleeping. Yeah, when that's all happening. I, I won't set the world on fire, because I'll be tired in my bed. Yeah, even when I'm having trouble sleeping, usually I don't see 4 a.m. <laughs> the, most, the most I'll still uh, see. Sometimes like... I get close. I have gotten super close. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, John Moxley is your PWI number one, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Dan, do you happen to have the uh, the top twenty five handy? Yes. All right. So tell you us. Uh, tell us. First off, I want to give, like I said, congrats to people like Travis Huckabee and Tony Deppin, and people who I actually know who did crack the list. I. Actually, I think the big thing was either Tony or Travis ranked right above Lindsay Dorado, and I thought that was kind of cool. Travis was between Lindsay and Matt Tremont. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I thought that was pretty cool because it's like, because, you know, people know who those guys are. Well, people know who Lindsay Dorado is more than they know who Travis Huckabee is. But still, that is cool stuff. So, yeah, t- so tell us a little bit about the uh, the top 25. I'm going to go in order uh, here, so you said Mox number one. Yep. Adam Cole number two. Bay Bay. Jericho number three. Drew McIntyre number four. That's awesome. And now we go to Naito five, Okada six, Cody seven, Seth eight, Kofi number nine because he was world champion for like seven months last year. Remember that? Yep. AJ Styles number ten, Keith Lee eleven. Brock is number 12. Kenny Omega, 13. Roman, 14, which is surprising because he didn't work for six months this year. <laughs> yeah, but he was on top for when he did work. And doesn't that... They do they do factor that in, so... Uh, Nick Aldis, 15. Bray, 16. Kota Ibushi, 17. Roosh, 18. Had a big year last year. Yeah. Uh, two, won the ROH title. 
twice broke away from CMLL and uh, is a big deal in a couple com- companies right now. Braun is 19. Look at this one. Jacob Fatu, the first purely indie wrestler, number 20. That's awesome. Good for MLW him. champ, Jacob Fatu. Have you actually seen Jacob Fatu work? Yes, I've he's seen a few MLW shows. Go- he's good. He's really good. Yeah, I'm surprised New Japan or WWE hasn't tried to snap Actually, him I think that's kind of why MLW is keeping him under contract because they're like, no, screw this. If we're gonna pay this guy enough money to make him happy, so yeah. As, as soon as I don't, ha- as soon as I don't pay him enough, he's gone. He's uh, gone Will yeah. Osprey twenty one, MJF twenty two, a guy who just over a year ago hardly anybody ever heard of, unless you were a hardcore MLW guy. Uh, Alistair Black twenty three, Kento Mihara twenty four, who is. Worker at All Japan. And number 25 is Walter. I'm surprised that, uh, who'd you, who, yeah, you just named somebody. Oh, Alistair Black. I'm genuinely surprised he's that high up. Because he hasn't exactly been having a stellar year. You know, maybe just, the, maybe this work rate got him a 23. They should. I, I think it's good that they do factor in work rate and like match quality and everything. But the star power thing is smart too, because let's be honest, Brock Lesnar does not have star quality matches <laughs> like a lot of other people do. So he would never chart if we went that way. And you can't always chart by work rate anyway, because then you would have way too many arguments. Because then, like, that would be the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels thing. If Shawn Michaels outcharted Bret Hart, then you know what would happen. There would be tons of ridiculous arguments, and so, so there you go, PWI top five hundred. So congrats to everybody who made it. And if you are listening and you are one of those people, continue the hard work, and let's see you on there next year. Please, let's get you on that list. Because, you know what? That's the kind of list that you want to say, I just made the list. I think that's pretty cool stuff. In fact, there's like an indie guy in there and a guy from not one of the big companies either. Yeah. Uh, So this week... Like I said, we've got a big interview coming up on the nerd table, but last week we did a, uh, I know you have, you said you didn't listen to last week's episode, but Eric presented me with a list of movies between 1975 and 1995 to create the argument that that was the greatest generation of movies. And I don't think he was wrong because when you factor in everything that inspired a franchise or inspired another movie or created a type of genre. Like, I'll, I'll just tell you what made his cut from 75 to 79, and you'll understand. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Taxi mm-hmm. Driver. Star Wars. Rocky. Carrie. <laughs> Silver Streak. Star Wars. Animal House. Halloween. Superman. Alien. Mad Max. The Muppet Movie. And Star Trek. Whether or not you like those movies or dislike those movies, you can't deny like their most of those movies you, well you can't deny their their power and i'd seen all everything except for silver streak i'd never seen that before 
so that's not one I'm familiar with. It's the one Star Trek movie I haven't seen is the original movie. Which I hear is awful, so. There's just long, long, like, 10, 15-minute scenes of just looking at the ship because they finally had a budget for the ship. <laughs> so they milked it for all they could. Well, there you go. And it's just long scenes of just looking at panning across the ship and stuff, and it's just it. But from what I heard, the actual story of the movie is really good. But there's just long, just looking at the ship. Well, and at the same time, Wrath of Khan came out after that, and I, I don't think anybody really uh, denies that that's the best Star Trek movie. And it's also technically a sequel to an episode. Yes. Uh, that I, that much I did Seed know. Speed was the name of the episode. That much I did know, yeah. I haven't seen all of the original Star Trek movies. Um, and I haven't seen all the Next Generation movies. In fact, I'm trying to remember which one I actually saw in theater because it was like my dad's birthday. He's like, I want to go see a Star Trek movie. And I really didn't know anything about Star Trek, but I went and watched it anyway and was still entertained. I think it was Nemesis. And I was still at least entertained by what I saw. So, yeah, that's a good thing. I've seen a couple of movies that like I've kind of been like dragged to the movie to see and just kind of went with it. Titanic, for example, is a very good example there. Oh, that was like when I saw Dodgeball. It was because half the people at the summer camp were going to go see it. And I was like, I guess I'll go as like a team building, you know, networking yeah. part of the group thing. I like it. And that, that was actually a really good movie. Yeah, I like that movie. So, <laughs> But that was a movie like going in. You're just like, what, what, what? what? I actually went to see that because I wanted to see it. Dodgeball Anchorman I saw because I wanted to see it. Because I like, it's not often I go to the theater to see a comedy. Because to me, going to the theater has always been reserved for the big budget movies where you need that atmosphere. And like big franchise releases that you have to go see as soon as it comes out because you know people are going to be talking about it. Which is why I saw, I've seen like every single Avengers movie opening weekend. And I saw every single Star Wars movie the day... It came out for the new trilogy and both of the, even Rogue One and Solo, I saw them opening days, like one of those things. But like comedies, I got to kind of be in the mood to actually go to pay to see a comedy on the big screen. Also, it's also kind of like, I didn't laugh enough for that to be worth the money I paid to go and do a theater. Yeah, that's true too. It's just like, ugh. I'll tell you, I'll tell you though, I saw Team America World Police in the theater. We got to do the special sneak preview. Where you get you see it like a week before it's officially released, and I had I had scored tickets. I went with Mike Simsack, C.J. Hardman, and my buddy Chris Kubik, and we uh, we kind of got shoehorned into the front row because of Mike's wheelchair. There were nowhere else to sit in the theater because it's sneak peek, so it's packed full house, and that was the only place we could really go. And you know, Mike made the most of it. He was able to, he just hopped into a regular theater seat and then just had his chair in front of him and made sure it wasn't blocking anything. Everybody was cool with it. But man, I was laughing so hard I was physically crying at points the first time I saw that movie. And I also distinctly remember a dad ripping his daughter out of the movie. His daughter was probably like seven. And probably super pissed off because he didn't realize that this was a movie not for kid children. Straight are you dumbass. I never understood how how people make that mistake. Like, you have to be so stupid 
to make that mistake to take your kids to an r-rated like animated movie and then there's always like people are complaining because the movie was not for children it's like well why are they there why are you stupid that's my question why are you stupid that's the reason that's why the fucking ratings board exists yeah people are so dumb but yes uh so yeah i just wanted to uh when you when you watch that episode, we'll be able to have a better discussion about it. But I might make the non wrestling portions of this show just kind of play off of what we were talking about. Well, next week it'll definitely be about video games. So, plus by the time we record this next week, we'll have uh, been playing some Avengers on PS4. Yep, I got the that's three days early, so I'll get that Monday into Tuesday midnight. Yeah, Dad. That reminds me, I have to check my deal and see what's happening with my order because they said it might get delayed. And if that's the case, that's fine. It's not going to necessarily bother me if it gets delayed. But if it's going to be delayed at all, I'd rather just cancel it and get the digital copy. So I kind of. Yeah, the download is probably going to be on Sunday. That's what we said today. Looked up the timer and stuff. Gotcha. So it's probably going to download Sunday, and then, yeah, if you... I mean, that's if you get the one of the higher editions or whatever. Well, well, mine was always scheduled to come on Tuesday. That was the thing. It was three days early, which would have been Tuesday. And right now, according to my Amazon, it's still on track. So we'll see. We shall see. Uh, I'm going digital only, PS5, so... Yeah. Well, I'll get that when GTA 6 comes out. Which I heard could potentially be a release title, so I guess that answers that question. I want to give shout-outs to our awesome patrons, including Glenn, Jeff, Jay, Adrian, and everybody in every tier. You would deserve a shout-out for being our awesome patrons. This week, coming up on the VIP show, we're going to review two shows, The Nitro and The Raw, from January 4th, 1999. The infamous night with the finger poke of doom and mankind winning the world title with the famous that'll put butts in the seats line. We'll review those in detail and do our usual rap videos, watch alongs, although that might be a long episode, so we'll see how many we can get in if we also do a bonus for us, which I believe it is your turn to pick mm-hmm. the music video. So we'll we'll see how the timing goes on that one. But yes, and please continue to support the other shows, including the Nerd Table, because that's pulling in the numbers we need for the channel as a whole to rise up to that next level and start getting sponsorships and things like that. So to all of you content creators who are listening to this show, and I think all of you do, make sure you guys start hyping that show specifically, because if that's going to become the carrier, then we're in a really good spot, and that's going to be better for everybody. So... Let's continue the number the number game here and get everybody on board with all this other stuff because that's going to be the broad audience that can branch out to all these other shows. In fact, I actually discovered that somebody I knew had never listened to Wrestle Talk before and actually tuned in because they listened to the Nerd Table. So thank you, John. I appreciate this. See what I mean, guys? We can get this stuff to happen. So, thanks a lot. But you know what? I'm done talking. I want to award some points. Or maybe I'm going to give you some consequences. Oh, yeah? 
I that may be, yeah. Oh, and and I copied and pasted the answers, but I never changed the title on the top. So it says "shitty gimmicks" that might just work. <laughs> Lol, that's awesome. By the way, I do want to point out uh, two things. One, I forgot to mention this. Uh, please boycott Ringside News; they are garbage, and please stop posting them in the group. I think that would be nice. I also saw. I thought I actually saw some breaking news I wanted to mention on here. And, of course, I probably lost that. So I thought I saw something that I was like, oh, that would be worth mentioning. And while I bring that up real quick, uh, I apologize for the lateness on the, the freaking, uh, the freaking, what's it called? The Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that was terrible on my part that I just, that was that was part of the ba- bad confusion of things happening. And, like, I was behind on everything anyway. So I, I, I completely own that. But we got everybody in, and we're doing the summer induction. So congrats to our newest inductees, including Jesse Ventura, Scott Hall, Eddie Guerrero, Joey Styles, and Dean Malenko in the CK Hall of Fame. We have a really solid Hall of Fame, by the way. Like, super solid. It's better than WWE's. And more legitimate. It is. Because it's voted on. We got Jim Johnson in ours. All right. So this week's points of consequences. You wanted people to come to pick a a fantasy universe or you know just like a yes. you know an in an in universe thing in fiction fictional universe or whatever, and you wanted them to book a four match card. One will be a world title match, one be a tag team match, players, a women's match, and a special gimmick match. That was up to their choice what the gimmick was going to be. So. Alright, so basically what you're doing is you're you're booking you're booking a big old card. But and, it's only four four matches, brother. And this is gonna be that another one of those cases of knowing your audience because if you book something that i don't know anything about uh it's gonna be tough but again you know that's we'll we'll see what i'll see what people come up with i'm assuming the simpsons is going to be on there (laughs) so because i know everybody knows i'm a big simpsons guy in fact i've discovered recently i'm more associated with being a simpsons fan than i am with being a wrestling fan at my job so well yeah there you go I wonder what people think of me. I think I am. I think I think almost everyone just like yeah, wrestling, video games, just generically video games. <laughs> anyway, our first one is Happy Days. World title match is Mork from Orc versus Arthur Fonzie Fonzarelli, the heavyweight champion of the world. Tag team matches: Potsy and Ralph Mouth versus Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> The women's match is Laverne versus Shirley. And the loser leaves town match. Chuck Cunningham versus Harold Takahashi. Oh. I say Arnold Takahashi. Okay. I appreciate this entry because it took what the bare minimum of what I know about Happy Days and actually made it work. That would be really good. I like Laverne versus Shirley. I like that. Yeah, that was good. That's a good car. I would watch that show. That is points. Nice. 
And because right. it's the first entry and it's Happy Days related, and based on a recent <laughs> based on a recent conversation that we had, do yourself a favor. Unless I earmark it, get rid of all the excess text and just write down the the points when you copy it over. Because if you if you cut too much stuff over on Discord, it's gonna like make it be not the thing you have to download. Yeah, it's gonna be annoying. So well, the issue is you need the winning entry. So I guess I'll just cut everything. But the if I if I earmark it, don't cut it. Okay. Just keep keep the name and the pointies. So I thought I did a really good job because no, you I mean, actually did. If I was a bigger Happy Days fan, that I might even consider. I mean, Laverne versus Shirley because that's their whole dynamic as they get along until they always get to that one point where they start fighting each other. Well, that would and be then Chuck versus Takahashi. It's both characters that left the show at one point, so it almost doesn't matter who goes over. <laughs> Doesn't matter who goes over. No, I, I think to my own harm, but that was fucking genius. And I, I actually think your main event is the selling point, though. Mork versus Fonzie, because I would watch That's the hell that. out of that. And you can on the one episode where Mork shows up on Happy Days. Before again, Happy Days is a universe because there's like four shows spun out of that. So anyway, it's up next is the Marvel universe. I'm sure you were expecting this. Yeah, but this it's it's on the nose, but it's also very easy to work with. So these should be good matches. So our definitely heavyweight world title match is the Hulk versus Juggernaut. <laughs> I don't know if I would put them in. I don't know if I would have Hulk be a main event world title guy, but he's kind of like their Brock Lesnar. So it's who's going to take him down. Here comes the freaking Juggernaut. Oh, my God. It's a freaking Juggernaut, man. He's the Juggernaut, bitch. What was the song in... Uh... Deadpool 2. It's like, holy shit, it's a juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Deadpool 2 was so good. Uh, our tag team match is Thor and Loki versus Captain America and Bucky Barnes. That's a good one. Dude, that's going to that's gonna be the fuck finish, though, because Thor's going to go to tag Loki. He's going to jump off the apron. Oh, and Cap, Cap is going to get the win. Our women's match is Captain Marvel versus the Dark Phoenix. Ooh. So Brie Larson versus Sophie Turner. Or Sophie and, Jonas. Which is going to be an insane match. Dark Phoenix and Captain Marvel. They both have almost unlimited power. Yeah. And in a dog collar match, it's Wolverine versus Sabretooth. Because it's oh time for the yearly fight. <laughs> a dog collar match. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's good. That's a good card. That's pointos. And that's pointies. Pointies. And that's pointy nipples. All right. Next is the Mario universe. Oh, is this Don? No. Oh. Well, For it's also... the title, it's a Mario versus a Bowser. Oh, yeah. I wonder who the champ would be. It's probably Bowser. He stole it. Bowser's always champ. Mario only gets like three-day reigns. <laughs> Pretty right? much, yeah. Yeah. Your tag yeah. team match is the Young Toads versus Wario and Wally. <laughs> the Young Toads? <laughs> Shit, you get points just for that. The Young Toads. Our women's match is Rosalina versus Peach. Ooh. For affection, perhaps? And our stipulation match is. Lou Albano versus Dennis Hopper in a television <laughs> actors and chairs match. <laughs> R.I.P. to both of those men. 
<laughs> oh, my God. They are part of the Mario universe. Oh, my God. Do the Mario! So sometimes I forget that Dennis Hopper is actually dead, and then I realize he died 10 years ago. Yeah. And I was like, well, damn. All right, so that gets an earmark for going above Ooh. and beyond. You'll have to earmark. earmark that one. By the way, once I give you the winning entry, you can delete the other ones. Just keep the, the earmark points. That's an earmark, though. Our next one is Disney Television Universe. Disney Television Oh, I see where they're going with this. Okay. So our world title match is Darkwing Duck, who is the champion defending against Sheer Khan. Oh, there's a little cross-promotion right there. So we're doing Darkwing Duck versus Tailspin, pretty much. And this one, yes. Our women's match is Jasmine versus Peg. <laughs> well, Jasmine wiped the floor with Peg. <laughs> Peg isn't really yeah. much of a fighter, is she? In a tag team match, playa Aladdin and Hercules versus Jafar and Hades. Ooh, that's a good babyface versus heels matchup, too. It's literal baby faces and heels. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope Aladdin brought his A-game, or he's going to get his ass whooped. Or Aladdin brought his scimitar. Yeah. <laughs> no, Aladdin's the bumper, Hercules cleans the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Aladdin's Ricky Morton. <laughs> and James Woods loves playing Hades so much, he'll do it. Yeah, he does. He'll he's... do it whenever they want. Just he's always know. playing Hades. And a four-way ladder match, Pete versus Uncle Scrooge versus Goliath versus Negaduck. Damn, son, you put all the franchises in there. I wonder what the ladder match is for. Because that would probably depend on what they're going for. Because if it's for the number one dime, Scrooge is not going to stop at anything to get his dime back. And we know Scrooge is willing to do some dives, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially that new DuckTales. Which, by the way, oh, yeah. Nega Duck is now canon to the new DuckTales. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they do uh, the original. In, in the new DuckTales universe, Darkwing Duck is a television show. And he's played by an actor named Jim Starling, who goes crazy. And it's voiced by Jim Cummings, the original voice actor. And he goes absolutely nuts as playing Darkwing Duck on the set of a movie. He goes nuts for real and turns into Nega Duck by the end. And Drake Mallard, who, as you know, was Darkwing's real name on the TV series, was actually a super fan who now takes the role of Darkwing Duck and says, you know what? The streets need a real hero. I'm going to bring Darkwing Duck to life. And that's how they tied that in. Really, really clever way to do it. They, they found a way to, kept it, to keep it grounded and still have it make sense. And I love it. Uh, yeah, Disney TV Universe gets points. For sure. That's that was very well done. This this should not be a hard one to do. Everybody should be getting some form of points. Alright. <clears throat> Up next is the Hanna Barbera universe. Oh, we're gonna go old school for this one. Your world champion Fred Flintstone defends against George Jetson. <laughs> so instead of Flintstones meet the Jetsons, it's Flintstones versus the Jetsons. <laughs> Flintstones beat the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah. I would probably give Fred the edge in that one, actually. 
In a tag team match, we got Johnny Quest and Haji versus Fred and Shaggy. Yikes. Well, Shaggy just has to amass those stupid memes about him being a full power, and he'll just wipe the floor with them. We then have our women's match of Judy Jetson versus Betty Rubble. Hmm. That's a, a tough one. Daughter Judy. And our stipulation is a hardcore match between Droopy Dog and Huckleberry Hound. They get a hardcore match? Good God. I was so so gay, but I couldn't tell anybody. That was good. Hanna-Barbera universe. That's thinking outside. (laughs) What are you talking about? What are you talking about even? you even talking about yeah that's that was thinking outside the box there i like that that's points Hannah barbara universe all right now it's time for the view universe ah nice i'll enjoy our world title match brody bruce versus shannon hamilton (laughs) oh boy i don't like brody's chances in that one We now have our tag team match. It's the Clerks, Dante and Randall, versus a team called the Bank Holdup, and that is Banky and Holden. <laughs> Banky and Holden versus the Clerks. Yeah. I think that one ultimately comes down to Randall if he's going to actually take the match seriously. Because I feel well, like. I, I heard that Randall was a berserker. His name is Randall, and he's a berserker. He's also <laughs> the sexy pharaoh wizard? Yes. <laughs> anyway, our women's match is Sissy versus Justice. Okay. Well, that's pants off for that one. And, of course, we have a cowl versus hand match. It's Bluntman versus Cockknocker. So, the biggest thing I appreciate about this is they didn't make the obvious Jane Silent Bob tag team, which I think is key here. Dude, in my tournaments group, I was thinking about doing a tournament of, because we're doing the tag team match now with actual wrestling tag teams, but I was going to do a, a tag team match of famous duos, and I know Jane Silent Bob would be in there. But again, you have so many other combinations that you can use. So, I, I like that they went the... Uh, they went the opposite direction with that, which I very much appreciated. Very much appreciated. That was points. View universe. And uh, let me guess, was that Jeff? No. No. Oh, even more interesting. You might have to tell me who was who afterwards if you are erasing stuff, because I'm. I'll, I'll want to know, but we'll wait till the end. We are now at the chase. Owens it. All right, bring it on. It's the horror show. Your world title is Jason Voorhees versus Michael Myers with a special guest referee, Freddy Krueger. So instead of the obvious of Freddy versus Jason, now Freddy's refereeing Jason versus Michael Myers. Well, I mean, he's wearing the stripes, bro. There you go. Okay. I I mean, they're horizontal, but who gives a fuck? Yeah, no, that works. (laughs) I I accept. If they say he's refereeing because he's wearing stripes, he's refereeing because he's wearing stripes. All right, I accept. We get Samara from the ring versus Kayako from the Grudge for your women's match. Oh, that'll be awful. But yeah, I I wasn't a fan of either of those movies. Sorry, horror guys. Meh. 
Our tag team matches Count Dracula and the Wolfman versus Frankenstein's Monster and the Mummy. Good universal horror classics. Like it. Very and good. Money in the Pot WLC match. <sighs> Chucky versus the Leprechaun. <laughs> Fuck, I knew where you were going with that as soon as you read it. God damn it. Uh, even though those movies contain the lamest fucking villains ever because I am not scared of anything that I physically could beat the shit out of. I will go ahead and give this points because they didn't go the obvious horror direction that they could have gone with and I very much appreciate that. And I think when you talk about horror you have to include the Universal Classic Monsters. That alone got them points. You get points just for that. Nice. But... If, if the Freddy as the ref was what I think it was, then that would have put it over the top, because that was awesome. Because <laughs> he's got the stripes, bro. Okay. <laughs> Our next is the DC Universe. Ah, well, we had Marvel, so yeah. We have world title matches, Batman versus Superman. Of course. Although, I've learned that Batman could actually take Superman down, so... He would prepare, and he would have what he needs. Yes, our women's match is Wonder Woman versus Supergirl. Mm, okay. I feel like you could have gone with a... There's a good collection of female rogues you could have gone with, but I appreciate that one. And a mixed tag team match, we got the Wonder Twins versus Aquaman and Mera. Okay. Okay. The Wonder Twins. The Wonder Twins. So they went with a, they went with a mixed tag. Well, I didn't specify it had to be... It couldn't be a mixed tag, so. And loser goes into the speed force. It's the Flash versus Reverse Flash. There you go. That's points. Where's Chev when I need him? Was that Chev? No. Oh. You're wrong every fucking guess this time besides me. <laughs> God, well, I mean, some of it seemed obvious. I, but okay. Yeah, cool. I think people are, people are trading gimmicks, bro. Well, that's good. Our next one is Samson's. Well, okay. I knew that was coming, but let's let's hear what we got. Our world title match is Homer versus Ned Flanders. <laughs> I diddly hey. Women's match is Marge versus Helen Lovejoy. Oh, I hope Marge kicks the shit out of her. Just just kills her. Just fucking hate Helen Lovejoy. I don't think any Simpsons fan likes Helen Lovejoy. That's the point, right? You have to have a character you hate. Which is funny because growing up, our pastor's wife was like the sweetest woman in the fucking world. Well, yeah, she but... Was she was the best. Did you ever... Enid! Shout out to Enid. Have you ever... She was, she was a deadhead. She like would actually travel along and go to like every Grateful Dead concert she could. That's awesome. Do you uh, have you ever seen those YouTube videos by the uh, the Wicked Binge channel? They do uh, they rank characters and shows from like good to evil. It's a morality thing, and they did one for The Simpsons, and like they do the good category neutral, and then they go to the evil category, and you realize you haven't even seen Reverend Lovejoy yet, <laughs> and they're just like, next is Reverend Lovejoy. I'm like, why is he evil? And then they start talking about his morality, and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, he sucks, which is why Helen's probably such a nightmare to deal with too. But her whole thing is that she's all about gossip and being a bitch. Somebody please think of the children. All right, continue. 
Tag team match is Kang and Kodos versus Itchy and Scratchy. Ooh, that could go either way. It depends. Well, it... all you gotta do is come out with a board with a stick on with like, a <laughs> board with a nail in it, and then it's over, bro. Run, Kodos, run. If Itchy and Scratchy are on the same page, they can do some damage there. So He's got a board with a nail in it. <laughs> but soon they'll make a they'll continue to make bigger boards with bigger nails until they make a board with a nail so big in it they'll destroy themselves. Uh we're not there yet, but we'll get there. And our stipulation match is Barney versus Otto in a lumberjack match. And we have the Lumberjacks. They are comic book guy, Kent Brockman, Disco Stew, Fat Tony, and Krusty the Clown. I don't really know why Barney versus Otto, but I appreciate the the effort put into it. That was fun. Closest is to a hobo man. (laughs) Hobo. I mean, yeah. I would have put Groundskeeper Willie in there though. Oh man, Groundskeeper Willie is one of the lumberjacks. I think one of the things I came up with when I was actually coming up with like Simpsons characters that would make, uh, like it was one of those things I wanted to do with like fictional universes come up with their Survivor Series team of five or four. And I was like, on The Simpsons, it would have to be people who can actually fight. And Groundskeeper Willie was the first person I thought of. I was like, okay, Rainier Wolfcastle, Dredderick Tatum, Groundskeeper Willie, Flanders, because he's jacked as hell. So at least he could provide something. And I think Homer was in there just because of the fact that it's Homer. Like, he also could take a beating. That was like why he got uh, why he got the up. boxing gig, yeah. So I appreciate The Simpsons' effort. Uh, if you were hoping to pop me enough to to win, I apologize for letting you down, but mm. you still get your points because Chris letting people down. I do that on a daily basis, not even weekly. I let people down every day. I'm not doing a podcast. So I let people down when you're doing a podcast too. Oh, up next is Ninja <laughs> Idol. Okay. Ninja Turtles. We've got for the world title Leonardo versus Raphael. Ooh. Okay. So is that also for like leadership? Because Raphael probably thinks he can lead better. Well, I mean, according to the Partners in Crime song, he's leader of the group. Yeah. Um, who's the heel though, right? Because both of them could be heel. Because it could just be like Leonardo's an overbearing asshole. He's the heel. Raphael's, Raphael a, Raphael's is, a straight up dick. So. so but if he's being a dick to the asshole leader, then is he a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Ah, good dynamic. Anyway, our women's match is April O'Neil versus Karai. Okay. And then in our tag team match, we get Michelangelo and Donatello versus the Shredder and Master Tatsu. Ooh. So the other two turtles get to get tag to go. Team. Get to get to do that tag team and brah. And a tag team table match to crown the best mutant duo. It's Rocksteady and Bebop versus Toka and Razor. Yeah, Rocksteady and Bebop better cream them. Well, they better win because you know about Toka and Razor, right? Yeah. They're baby. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Depending on how this gets booked, uh, this could be a very good show, but potential to have issues. If you don't book the right stip, if you don't book the right people to go over here, that is points. All right. 
Final entry, Harry Potter. Okie doke. World title, Harry versus Voldemort. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that would be the, the what we'd be going for, right? With Tag the- team match, Arthur and Ron Weasley versus Lucius and Draco Malfoy. Ah, oh, there you go. That's going to be an interesting dynamic, though, if one of the dads is tagged in against one of the kids. And just fucking Arthur just starts beating the shit out of Draco. Which I'm all for that, so. Maybe you should have gotten some spankings. Your women's match is Hermione Granger versus Bella Trixla Strange and a no pants match. I added that part. Ah. <laughs> well, I'm not disagreeing. And there'll be no pants. And your stipulation is Rubius Hagrid versus Newt Scamander and a Fantastic Beasts match. Hmm. So, like, I feel like Hagrid would be too distracted by the beasts to actually be of any good here, and I feel like Newt would probably kick his ass. That's why Newt, Newt wrote the book. Rubius is just like, ooh, pretty. <laughs> ooh, pretty. <laughs> pretty much. And yeah. you know he has a thing for dangerous ones. He takes care of a giant spider and a little dragon and a three-headed dog dog. how do you all know about fluffy norbert the dragon yeah he's got a and then when uh when buckbeak injures draco he's so nervous about doing anything else that all he does is flobber worms it's like oh haggard this class sucks yeah well i'm not losing my job my I love the uh, the new roller coaster they added at Islands of Adventure because it's the first time you get to see a blast ended screw. You go past it and it attempts to shoot you with fire out of its ass. Well, I mean, it blasts out the end, right? So pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, this gets points, and you can go ahead and give the win to the earmarked entry. Which... All right, so you're a winner, and the only earmark was. Looking for the earmark. Gee, where did I put it? It's Dan Dahl with the Mario Universe. Nice. Good job, Dan. I th- that that it was the young toads and the television actors and chairs thing that actually put it over the edge for me. Alright, so Randy Moyer did the Marvel Universe. Okay. Chris Wright did the Disney TV. That was very good. Great job. Adrian there. Cotton did Hanna Barbera. That one was fun. Matt Hardman did View Askew. Ah, Matt. Yeah, well, Matt's a big View Askew fan, too, so that doesn't surprise me. Jay Winger did the horror show. Not the Extreme Rules. Okay. Tom Dickinson did DC. Nice. Good job, Tom. Jeff Trelowitz did The Simpsons. Very good job, Jeff. Joshua Vargason was Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that was that was different, but I liked it. And Russell Wright was the Harry Potter. Very good. Everybody did a good job. That was that was a successful game that makes me very happy. So thank you guys. Uh throw this out here right now cuz I know I I continue I've heard it a couple times and I I always want to honor it, but I can't unless I get ideas. That's the thing. So uh, people have said, and I, I agree with this too, that better participation comes from the simpler games, the ones where you can kind of just post like one thingy 
and all that. You know, or it's a simple pun thing or something like that. So if you guys have an idea uh, that you want us to play that would be pun-based or have simpler answers, please let us know. That's the thing. Like, you have to tell us. And we'll use your idea, possibly even next week. So, So there you go. All right. All right. I think that just about does it for the show. So, uh, yeah, remember, dat VIP, dat VIP, for you patrons, that'll be coming up. We've, this is something we've been wanting to do since we launched the VIP show. We're going to do the, uh, the Nitro and Raw breakdown. So we will see you guys over there, and we'll see the rest of you who don't give us money and just listen to the free stuff, whatever. No, I'm kidding. I never forced that. But yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next week as well. Bye-bye. Bye.